Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. You know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. KFI AM640, you're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4. And then after 4 o'clock, go to the iHeart app for Johnny Ken On Demand podcast and listen to everything that you missed. It's Ken's birthday today. Yay, me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ken. Happy birthday to you. Woo! I didn't hear John sing. Oh, I didn't want to ruin it. <laughs> you don't think it was already pretty bad? No. <laughs> it was fabulous. What are you talking about? That, that was uh, Mariah Carey compared to what I would Oh, do, yeah. So. I wanted to be a singer, but you know. Did you? No, I'm kidding. Okay. That was pretty good. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, happy birthday. Oh, not that, not, not that I mean that, but. Yeah, that's right. My birthday isn't a federal holiday like yours is. Now, I know. So. I know. I got the federal holiday. You did, man. You worked hard for that over the years, I, all your congressional I was, connections. I was always campaigning, always lobbying. <laughs> we had talked last week. In fact, I think this came up on Friday. We played the latest word salad from the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. If you haven't heard it, we're going to play it again in a few minutes. It's a doozy. She uh, was appearing at a conference in New Orleans where the topic was basically about culture. And she was asked to define culture. The response is astounding. In some ways, you hear it and you're like, Did anybody really just speak that in one long string of words that makes no sense? And she has this tendency now to repeat. She gets stuck on a certain word and just tends to repeat it every five or six words. I've never the, heard anyone. I've never heard anyone speak like this in public, private, or you know, in a work setting. 
I've never heard anybody. I don't know anybody who talks like she does. <laughs> well, I think it's similar to people that do a lot of you knows. It's kind of a crutch. You just keep going back to a word that's stuck in your head. And I think in this case, it was culture. Uh -huh. But in other audio we've played, she gets stuck on certain words and just keeps repeating them. But she's is she she's not that stupid, I don't think. I don't think her basic intelligence is that low that she would end up talking in circles. I mean, a lot of people with those weird verbal tics are really not very bright and they don't have much of much of a vocabulary. No. And they don't really know what to say because they don't have that many words in them to say. So we decided to compare and contrast Kamala Harris, and this is going to take us back to 2018. She was a U.S. senator from California, and she was questioning Brett Kavanaugh at the confirmation hearing. Uh, people were quite impressed, I remember, at the time, because oh, she looked like this tough prosecutor. Look, Look at her go. She's got a future. That, that's why and people... a lot of that, based on that, she ran for president in 2020 uh, for a time. Yeah, because it seemed like she was really sharp. Uh, you know, and she, she had built a resume up from uh, uh, state attorney general, U.S. senator, and, and now she's interrogating Brett Kavanaugh. And and listen, and I think part of the thing that impressed people was her speaking ability and her apparent intelligence. Right. You know, she didn't sound like she was like somebody stoned who was uh, hitchhiking uh, on a highway. Yeah, that's been the main thing that people are thinking is that something is going on here. What? In terms of some type of uh, substance use, because it's very, very strange well, sort of brain John, lock. Like John Fetterman can't speak anymore, clearly, right? But we know he had a stroke. You know, Biden's stumbling all over the place, but we know he's 80 years old and his brain is failing, right? So there's a, there's an obvious connection. A A leads to B. This is this is not a, as obvious, but I, you know, what are the possibilities? Unless she had a stroke and and she doesn't know it, or they didn't tell anybody. All right, so let's begin with Kamala Harris in 2018. We got a couple of minutes of her grilling Brett Kavanaugh. Judge, have you ever discussed special counsel Mueller or his investigation with anyone? Well, it's uh, in the news every day. I... Have you discussed it with anyone? Uh, with other judges, I know. Uh... Have you discussed Mueller or his investigation with anyone at Kasowitz, Benson, and Torres, the law firm founded by Mark Kasowitz, President Trump's personal lawyer? Uh... Be sure about your answer, sir. Um, well, I'm not remembering, but if you have something you want to... Are you certain you've not had a conversation with I... anyone at that law firm? Kasowitz, Benson... Kasowitz, Benson, and yeah. Torres, which is the law firm founded by Mark Kasowitz, yeah. who is President Trump's personal lawyer. Are you, have you had any conversation about Robert Mueller or his investigation with anyone at that firm? Yes or no? Well, is there a person you're talking about? I'm asking you a very direct question. Yes or no? Who'd you talk to? I don't think I, I, I'm not remembering, but I'm, I'm happy to be refreshed or if you want to tell me who you're thinking so are of you, works. Are you saying that with all that you remember, you have an impeccable memory. You've been speaking for almost eight hours, I think more, with this committee about all sorts of things you remember. Yeah. How can you not remember whether or not you had a conversation about Robert Mueller 
or his investigation with anyone at that law firm. This investigation has only been going on for so long, sir. So right, I'm not sure I do. I, I I'm just trying to think. Do I know anyone who works at that firm? I might know. Have you had? A, that's not my question. My question is: Have you had a conversation with anyone at that firm about that investigation? It's a really specific question. I would like to know the person you're thinking of, because what if there's? I think you're thinking of someone, and you don't want to tell us. Hmm. Okay, so she's not only reading the questions, but she is countering his evasiveness. If you just cleverly. hear that, you know, sometimes that's how you judge things. Just who sounds like they're coming out on top. Right. Back and forth. And she just sounds all over him there. Yeah. And he's kind of hesitant and asking for clarifications. And maybe I, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. And, and, and that, I remember that particular exchange and I, and other things I saw about her public speaking and her questioning. And I thought, well, she could be dangerous in a campaign, especially going after Trump, you know, who's right. all over the place and, 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 uh, you know, if, he, if she was in a one-on-one -on -one debate, could really corner him on a number of things. Now, and, of course, the, the context of this is Robert Mueller was looking into Trump's connection to Russia. Yeah. And she's trying to make the point that, that Kavanaugh is too connected to Trump and uh, this whole right. terrible he, Russia investigation. He'd be, so. And he'd be biased in case that something, that something issue... comes up in front of the court about yeah. Trump and Russia and the whole investigation. Right. That's okay. the point she's trying to make. Okay. So now play her latest public statement. Well, I think culture is, it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And, and, and present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And, and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment. That is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> We have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. Right. She, got, yeah, she got stuck with moment and culture. How do you, how do you reconcile those two performances? How, is, how are those two performances from the same person? The voice is similar, but I, I mean, she's just loopy. She's absolutely incoherent, loopy. She's just throwing out non sequiturs, weird cackling sounds. And that's pretty typical. We probably could play you 10 of these, but I think you've heard them. But well, we have the we have the old word salad audio we have of her. Oh, well, you want to hear that? Yeah, let's do the whole, uh, the whole uh, montage. What we need to do domestically as well as, as what we need to do in terms of this issue generally, we have, as the president said, uh, reevaluated what we're doing in terms of the strategic oil reserve here in the United States to make sure that it will not have an impact or we can mitigate the impact on the American consumer. Let's take this one step at a time, understanding that right now on the issue of energy, our allies have stood firm and unified in a way that many of the pundits didn't predict would happen um, to ensure that we are we are unified in our approach to this issue. We all watched the television coverage of just yesterday. That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet. 
based on what we've just been able to see and because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened but just what? limited to what we have seen talking about the significance of the passage of time right the significance of the passage of time so when you think about it there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires what we need to do to create these jobs and there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. One of the issues that has been presented as an issue that is economic in the way of its impact has been the pandemic. So to that end, we are announcing today also that we will assist Jamaica in COVID recovery um, by assisting in terms of the recovery efforts in Jamaica that have been essential to, I believe, what is necessary to strengthen not only uh, the, the, the issue of public health, but also the economy. One of the important components of the summit, from my perspective, is the work that we've been doing with the call to action, which is bringing CEOs together it, it, at historic numbers to invest in the northern part of Central America. And we announced yesterday that as a result of the work that we only started a year ago, we've already raised $3.2 billion, which is about investing in these countries that are our neighbors as the United States, because we are also also a member of the Western Hemisphere. And one of the things that is without question, when we are able to improve the prosperity and stability of our neighbors, we as a nation benefit. The strength of our nation has always been that despite the odds and the obstacles, we push to move forward, that we are guided by what we see that can be unburdened by what has been. I thought about it as, you know, a parent. We have two children who are in their 20s, a son and a daughter. I thought about it as a godparent of teenagers. I thought of it as an aunt of, of, of preschool children and a woman myself and the daughter of a woman and a granddaughter of a woman. <laughs> we got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. The whole nation should understand and have a level of empathy to understand that this can happen anywhere in any peace-loving community and we should stand together and speak out about why it's got to stop. I think that, to be very honest with you, I, I do believe that we should have rightly believed, but we certainly believe that certain issues are just settled, certain issues are just settled. And that's why I do believe that we are living, sadly, in um, real unsettled times. Culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. Yeah. And, yeah. and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment that is a reflection of joy, because, you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> comes in the morning, I always say that. Well, there you go. You know what wasn't in there either? Remember she gushed over the electric school buses? Oh, that's right. Oh, when I was a little girl, it was very exciting. The school bus is here. All right, well, there you go. It's Kamala Harris uh, now versus then when she was a senator and grilling a Supreme Court nominee. Coming up next, your chance at some money. We'll have a keyword that will be revealed. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. All right. Well, we had mentioned this last hour and a little bit earlier this hour. Axios uh, put out a story headlined Old Yeller, spelled Y-E-L-L-E-R, Biden's Private Fury, complete with a picture of a grimacing Biden with his classic uh, aviator sunglasses on. Behind closed doors, Biden has such a quick trigger temper that some aides try to avoid meeting alone with him. Some take a colleague. 
as a shield against a solo blast, they call it. The president's admonitions include, God damn it, how the bleep don't you know this? Don't you bleep and BS me. Get the bleep out of here, according to current and former Biden aides who have witnessed and have been on the receiving end of these kinds of outbursts. Sounds like a toxic work environment. It does. That's no way to treat professionals who are trying to help you uh, carry out your administration. All these sensitive little progressive weasels. (laughs) A few years ago, they were all on the bandwagon of of canceling people who had uh, temper tantrums at work. Oh, toxic bosses, toxic work environments. Yeah, that's true. They were like that. That's a good point. They went after Ellen DeGeneres, for God's sakes. Yeah, that's true. That's right, for being very nasty to her. They they went after Hollywood producers. Suddenly it was the worst thing in the world is to be uh, an angry boss. And you, you had to go through some kind of embarrassing public ritual. And now because it's Joe Biden and they're trying to cover up his dementia, it's like, well, it just shows how engaged he is and how uh, the high standards he demands of his staff. It's like, no. So fact, you don't think he's always been like this? You think this is something that's happening with his brain damage? Uh, I think it's intensified. What, mm. what I have seen... In in, in 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 people in my family, it's whatever characteristics they have become much more so, much stronger. Um, Why can't they be nice characteristics? They're always the <laughs> nasty ones. Yeah, the like nasty ones come out. Yeah, because you lose control. That's why. The the, the here, I, I was looking up. Uh, there's a uh, I love government health site, uh, National Institutes of Health. Right, Fauci used to run this. Hmm. Tips for coping with sundowning. This is staff ought to read this. Uh, late afternoon and early evening can be difficult for people with Alzheimer's. Uh, restlessness, agitation, irritability, confusion that either begins or worsens as daylight fades. Uh, sundowning can, t- can continue into the night. People with Alzheimer's have trouble falling asleep and staying in bed. The causes are not well understood. They think it has something to do with brain changes that affects your biological clock. Your sleep-wake cycles are disturbed, so you end up getting agitated. Uh, if you get overly tired or you're hungry or thirsty, boredom, pain, depression. And it says here, um, when you get confused or anxious, when you're the person you're caring for, uh, you may uh, see him pacing, wandering, or yelling. Now, now, we see the wandering and the yelling, right, with Biden. He definitely yeah. wanders away in public appearances. Now, inside, he's, he's yelling at everybody. Did you see story today that uh, he, he met with King Charles? Oh, King yeah. King Charles had to try, gently try to move him away. He started talking up one of the guards. And, and King Charles is like, no, we got to keep going here. And <laughs> the Biden's just like, he wanders over. Hi, how are you today? Well, you wear a fancy uniform there, sir. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. See, the thing is, Biden knows all those protocols, right? And he also just, when he was younger, would pick up the obvious like we, we all would, right? To, to yeah. move along and don't monopolize the... King's time or whatever, whatever it is. And they, they teach you this stuff. If, if you're new to Washington and you've never been involved in a formal situation, they, they, they have people, etiquette experts, right? Dipl- diplomatic protocol experts. So he knows this stuff because he's been in government for over 50 years. The twist, not the twist, but the angle in this Axios story, though, is that <laughs> they may have done this story on purpose because uh, they say that some Biden aides think the president might, might be better off displaying this temper in public. To uh, to outweigh voter concerns that he's disengaged and too old for the office. 
And then when you keep reading the story, a lot of it's like, well, it's trial by fire. He keeps you on your toes. This president doesn't <laughs> tolerate. They even have something he calls stump the chump or stump the dummy. He, uh, he rapid fires you with questions. And if you don't have the answers, oh, yeah. he can get his temper can come out. Oh, yeah. He's really sharp. If Biden doesn't yell at you, it could be a sign he doesn't respect you, said another. Yeah, yeah. He's a regular Bill Gates, isn't he? Yeah. Get so, out of here. <laughs> I, I think part of this story is sort of a it could be the dementia you talk about. It could also be a way of trying to tell people, oh, no, no, no. Behind the scenes, he's in charge and he's fire and brimstone. OK, then why not open him up to the press corps? They will oh, do for, that for yeah. in-depth questioning. Yeah, let him, let him, let him get into get into it with the press. Trump certainly did. Trump would blow his temper and have pretty uh, oh, yeah. exciting exchanges with with the press. Let's oh, see Biden yeah. do it. Remember those COVID nineteen press conferences every afternoon in twenty twenty, and Trump would just keep going with reporters for like forty five minutes if they wanted to. With Jim Acosta. Yeah, and <laughs> some, among them. Among sometimes them. he would uh, deport or evict reporters from the press room. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere the iHeartRadio app. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. You know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're on the radio from 1 until 4, then after 4 o'clock, you miss stuff. Well, you can hear oh. it again. You can hear it forever on the iHeart app, John and Ken On Demand podcast. All right. Uh, you also have a chance to win money again next hour. We'll have a keyword for you at around 320. We'll have another guest on the show who is fed up with the crime and homeless problems of Los Angeles. He will join us to tell you about his ordeal coming up after the news at 3 o'clock. Well, we're just going to mention this because it's in the news, but uh, it was a press release that came out late last week. The proponents of the recall against L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon have not given up. It's been a year almost since the measure did not qualify for the ballot, according to the L.A. County Registrar of Voters. They filed a lawsuit on Friday demanding certification of their petition, alleging tens of thousands of valid voter registration, valid voter signatures were incorrectly and unlawfully rejected. They believe that the Registrar Recorder's Office had a flawed counting process and inflated signature requirements stemming from the bloated voter rolls, which we knew to be true. L.A. County has a lot <laughs> of names on the voter rolls that L don't belong there. L.A. County's corrupt. They're not going to have a progressive district attorney get recalled. They're just no. not. Dean Logan, uh, the county registrar, not going to happen under his watch. So they'll 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 uh, foul up the count, and then uh, you'll take you'll take a year trying to investigate it. And, right. and by then, it'll be close to the next election. And they do this on purpose. We, we don't live in, in, a, in, a, in a fair society here with a fair government, an honest government. It's, it's just corrupted from top to bottom. At this point, we might as well wait for the next election, that, which is a year and a few months away. That's what they were counting on. See, it worked. They yeah, got away with it. Yeah, because the claim is here when they went in there to try to audit the process, they got blocked. Yeah, sure uh, they did. At every turn, blocking reasonable access to the recall petitions, blocking access to the voter data. Yep. You need to evaluate the rejections. The yeah. registrar, Dean Logan, does that on purpose to protect Gascon. There's all these bureaucratic tricks to block delay, block delay. And even if the uh, recall crowd turns out to be 100% right, by the time they can prove it, it's a moot point. No. That, that, that is the corrupt city, county, state we live in. So the recap was, it was a year ago, July of 2022, they submitted almost 716,000 signatures. See what they did, though? It took a year. It took a year for the recall proponents to, to make their case because of everything Dean Logan did to screw with the system. Uh, to slow them down. Yeah. To so for a loop now so 520,000 were found to be valid but almost 200,000 were deemed invalid and that's why it failed to qualify for the ballot that is a lot of disqualified signatures and that did raise a lot of suspicions right it smelled it smelled it the moment you heard it and you could have predicted it would follow this path they know what they're doing because they have all the power when you control the government you control all the levers and becomes it becomes a game. Now, so they claim that the uh, L.A. County Registrar utilized 400 people to go through the signatures. Many of them were temporary workers. They had no background in election law or the computer system, mm -hmm. and they probably made a lot of mistakes. 
Yeah, or it was a, a, a preordained outcome. Right. They had they had verbal instructions. We need to get X number of signatures rejected. So figure it out. Find a way to reject ballots. Right. They don't. The registrar doesn't come from the viewpoint. It's like, okay, let's ensure as many ballots that want a recall are counted. Right. You you can look at it both ways. Do we want to get a yes vote or do we want to get a no vote? Dean Logan goes in there and says, okay, we want to get a no vote. So let, let's come up with arguments as to why these ballots ought to be tossed out or just toss them out. Just say, okay, one out of every four ballots get tossed no matter what. And then let the proponents of the recall figure it out later. Let them go one by one by one through hundreds of thousands of ballots. You can just toss them for the sake of tossing them. You don't need a reason. Just toss them. What, what, what are the proponents going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? And then claim, claim, oh, the signature was illegible. It was outside the lines. You know, some nonsense like that. I mean, some of this should be really obvious to argue. They're saying that the rejections are sometimes based on voters not being registered, even when the voter could easily be identified as registered by just typing in the name or address on the petition. Which means they lied. They just made it up. That just seems hard to believe. Then, well, I guess if you if you don't get audited, or you don't have somebody come in there and check your work, you can get away with this stuff because it's all on you. There's okay, just no but, but, there's no second check. But now that it's been checked here, right by the proponents, now what? Who's gonna who's gonna suffer any consequences? Nobody. No, and I imagine at this point, even if this makes it to a judge, how long will it take to decide anything? And you're right, we'll be ready for next year's election. Right, and Dean Logan knows this. They all know this in the county. Logan may have gotten his orders from the county board of supervisors. They know how to deal with threats. You look at the uh, the whole county government as an organism. And the uh, recall was like a bacteria. It was like a virus that invaded the organism. So the immune system has to kick in. Right. right? So, you know, the, the Logan knows what to do. He knows what to tell his staff to do. They know to hire all these temp workers to really fog up the issue. Say, oh, well, we just got a bad crop of employees here. They didn't know what they were doing exactly. We're, we're terribly sorry. You know, won't, won't happen again. Next time, don't worry. Yes. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. All right, we got a lot ahead in the 3 o'clock hour. You will get another keyword with your chance to win some money. We'll be talking to a man who, uh, well, he's had a store in Granada Hills for about 15 years. He is tired of being harassed by code enforcement over his sign placement for his store as he watches the homeless encampments and the crime build up in L.A. He cannot believe the disconnect and the unfairness of that. He'll give his whole story to us after the news at 3 o'clock on the John and Ken Show. A couple of uh, bizarre stories. You may, of course, have heard of the uh, former mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio. He actually ran for president in 2020. We were just joking that Kamala Harris ran for president. A lot of people don't remember that, but so did de Blasio. He didn't get very far before he uh, dropped out of the race. And, of course, he's no longer the mayor of New York after serving his uh, couple of terms. But um, 
he and his wife, uh, a woman by the name of Charlene McRae, did an in-depth interview with the New York Times. And they are separating after 30 years of marriage. Not unusual. But they are not going to be divorced. And they're going to live together for now and date other people. Which I've never heard of exactly anybody doing that before that's been in a marriage that they're, oh, they're the going marriage to stay in the same house. It's always odd. He's obviously white. She's black. And she has been publicly a lesbian. Yeah, I didn't marriage. know that. But uh, yeah. his quote in the story is, for a guy who took a chance at a woman who was an out lesbian and wrote an article called, I am a lesbian, yeah. there was a part of me that would say, hmm, is this like a time bomb ticking? Is this something that you're going to regret later on? I always live with that stuff. Who do you know would marry somebody who it was clear that she was an out and out lesbian? I... It is strange. I mean, I you know, there's something phony about this whole thing from the beginning. I don't know what. I don't know what they're doing. They had a couple of kids together, though, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. But I, I don't know. That's... And in this interview, they actually were joking about it. And uh, she was like, can I get my phone number out there, contact information? He said, can I put a picture from the gym in there? Asked that says he doesn't believe in using online dating apps. So, very. Uh, she, she that he went after he became mayor. He gave her uh, a position in the administration, and there was some mental health initiative that she was uh, in charge of, and a lot of money was spent, and uh, not much good came of it, and it became a big scandal. So I wonder if this was some kind of an arranged marriage to give her. Uh, a political foothold, hmm. you know, kind of like the the Bill Hillary situation. Yeah, I guess. Where, you know, she obviously had ambitions. And as soon as Bill Clinton got to office, remember, Hillary got the health care yeah. initiative to try to get through Congress. And it blew up on her. And that was to give her the first building block of a political career on her own. And I thought Anthony Weiner and uh, what was it, Huma? Huma had a strange yes. uh, relationship. Yeah, same thing. The New York congressman. Now we have the and, uh, former New York City mayor. And all, their ma and all their marriages, you look at them, these people, and they just don't seem to fit, right? You see a lot of couples, and you, you they, they, they fit as a couple. Kind of makes sense. And yeah. then you see these political marriages, and it's like, this doesn't make sense. These two people shouldn't be together. It doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. And, and th th this is one of those. I mean, uh, I mean I, seriously. Is anybody ever? Yeah, sometimes people get married, and then they find out later their husband's gay, or their their or their wife's a lesbian. That that that's happened frequently. But why yeah. why 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 would you get involved in that? What, like what's what's in it for you? If she's not even attracted, not only not attracted to you, not attracted to your entire <laughs> your, your your entire tribe. Not even sure how to yeah, categorize it anymore. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, uh, she's not into men. You're a man. So what are you marrying her for? Well, I guess if they had a few kids, she was in it. Well, how those, of a, how those kids come about? Uh, the hot candidate for 2024 right now, at least I haven't seen any recent polls, is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He's getting more interviews. He's been as high as 20% against Biden in some polls. 
There was a columnist by the name of Maureen Callahan who wanted people to know something else about RFK Jr. that's not related to his position on vaccines. How come people don't ask him about his sex diaries or how he tormented his suicidal wife, then exhumed her from the Kennedy plot? She writes, are you man enough to answer my questions? She said the Daily Beast did a column on Kennedy. He's 69, by the way, uh, showing his ripped physique and the whole thing looked like a kind of a tongue bath article. But then she goes through the fact that, uh, uh, according to reports, RFK Jr. was into ceaseless womenizing. He kept sex diaries, which the wife yeah. at the time, Mary, discovered, gave to a trusted friend. Should anything ever happen to her, the world might want to know what we're really dealing with. In the back of each diary were ledgers listing all of the women Bobby had been with. Many of them were actually friends of Mary's or women in their social circle. He numbered them from 1 to 10. Uh, he gave a rating of how far each sexual encounter had gone with the woman in question. So oh, I guess weirdo. A 10 might be all the way versus... Well, this is a Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought about that when I was reading this. I said, well, this is a Kennedy. Yeah. If you look at John F. Kennedy and Ted Kennedy and the whole genetic lot of them. But... Um, yeah, they they were married for for quite a while, but uh, they divorced, and she eventually they, they they said she was treated for depression, but she ended up uh, suicide. I'd forgotten that about this woman. Yeah, isn't it funny how how that that just disappeared? I've read so many stories about Robert Kennedy in the last few weeks, and no mention about the entanglement with this wife. And he's not getting a suicide. critical look yet, and he's no. not really even getting a lot on the vaccines either. Being being written no and i'm not sure what his base is right now some of it i know is anti-vaccine people but there's also i think he's getting some sort of attention from the left as well but i'm not sure why well, is it because his, the kennedy his, name yeah part of it's kennedy name part of it is that most of his activism in the past has been your basic left-wing issues environmentalism for example right he was an environmental lawyer he was an environmental lawyer so and and comes from the kennedy clan so that represents a certain brand of politics uh and and, and now he's getting some uh, republicans interested because of the anti-vaccine stuff and there's there's some people just you know they want to see they want to see biden uh, upended in some way I think that's part of what it is, right? Because Callahan writes here that how come he's not being called out, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., for his misogyny and the way he treats women and the way he discards women and so forth. And this would be, you would think if this was a candidate on the Republican side from the right, this would be a bigger well, story. Of course it would. Yeah, right, exactly. Look how they constantly beat on Trump for the way he treats women. Well, Trump, as far as I know, never drove one of his wives to suicide. Right. Yeah. So he, he, the Kennedys always get protected by the media. Always. It's a one-way yeah. street. It's, it's, it's never changed for 60 years. Well, as far as I know, there's not going to be any debates. Like, Biden's not going to debate anybody. So, you know, we, we only get debates on both sides when we have uh, an open presidential no, office. The, well, the odd, the odd little quirk is New Hampshire wants to have the first primary no matter what. It's a state law that says they have to have a first primary. The The Biden administration has tried to uh, move South Carolina ahead of New Hampshire. Yeah, I thought that was already decided by the Democrats. No? Well, well, New Hampshire's not playing along. They're going to say, we don't care what you do, we're going to be first. 
I don't oh, they're going to do it anyway. Uh, if they have to have the primary, you know, a week from Friday, they're they're going to have <laughs> it to get first, right? Because because I was I was a caucus, it's not a primary. So um, last time around, if you remember, Biden came in fifth in New Hampshire, and he was left yes. for dead. Everybody thought he was done. For oh, him. South Carolina is what saved him. Yeah, the black voters in South Carolina saved him, and so they want South Carolina to be first on the calendar. The Biden crowd wants this because he'll end up with a huge win, lots of momentum, and that'll scare any challengers away, right? Oh, I see. And New Hampshire says, uh-uh, we're not going along with it. So Biden may not be on the ballot as things stand. Kennedy will. Then Kennedy will have some kind of big win. Huh. And that, that's what he's aiming for. All right, when we come back, we're going to have a guest on the air who's had a business in Granada Hills for about 15 years. But uh, he says he is so tired of being harassed by Los Angeles City code enforcement over things like the sign in his window when he looks around and sees homeless encampments blocking sidewalks everywhere that he's thinking about giving up. We'll hear about his experiences next. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.